Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Innal hamdalillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ufiruhu Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina Wa min sayyiyati amalina Man yahdihillahu falamudillalah Wa man yudlil falahadiyalah Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharikalah وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله قال الله تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال تعالى أيضا يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا وقال تعالى أيضا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يتع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وأحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر, وشر الأمور محتثاتها وكل محتثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار عن عبد الرحمن بن عوف رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أبو بكر في الجنة وعمر في الجنة وعثمان في الجنة وعلي في الجنة وطلح في الجنة والزبير في الجنة وعبد الرحمن بن عوف في الجنة وسعد في الجنة وسعيد في الجنة وأبو عبيدة بن جراح في الجنة عبد الرحمن بن عوف May Allah be pleased with him. He mentioned that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Abu Bakr is in Jannah, Umar is in Jannah, Uthman is in Jannah, Ali is in Jannah, Talha is in Jannah, Az Zubair is in Jannah, Abdul Rahman ibn Awf is in Jannah, Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas is in Jannah, Sa'id is in Jannah, and Abu Ubaida ibn Al Jarrah is in Jannah. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, welcome to our series, The Ten Companions That Were Guaranteed Jannah, known in the Arabic language as the Ashara wa Mubashara. And the first thing that we need to discuss, or the first thing that might come to the listener's mind, is why would he choose this topic? He could have spoken about Tawheed, could have spoken about Tafsir, could have taught us a bit of Fiqh. Why would you choose a topic of history? And more specifically, speaking about the lives of ten particular people. That the Prophet, peace be upon him, guaranteed Jannah. And there were numerous answers that I could think of. And 
of the first answers that came to mind and this is one of the reasons that many of the ulama of this ummah they've explained and they referenced and they said that the reason that one studies the lives of the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam first of all because they were the closest to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam Secondly, to know the struggles, to understand their missions, to know what trials and tribulations they went through when surrounding them, themselves around Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And you will find that many of them lost their lives. Many of them sacrificed their families. Many of them lost certain limbs of their bodies. They were uprooted from their homes. And these were the men and women, as we will see as tonight's lesson goes on, that sacrificed their time, their wealth, and their bodies and their lives for the deen of Islam and more specifically, to protect Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Another important aspect that one needs to look at or that we can discuss is in order for this ummah to go forward, in order for us to realize where we are going and what is the way forward, we need to look at what rectified this ummah in the past as Imam Malik rahimallahu ta'ala I'm just paraphrasing from the Sheikh but basically the Sheikh has also mentioned and he said that the latter of this ummah will never be rectified until they follow that which rectified the first part, the first generations of this ummah the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he mentioned and he said that خَيْرٌ nasi أُمَّتِي وَخَيْرٌ nasi قَرْنِي خَيْرٌ nasi قَرْنِي And in another narration خَيْرُ أُمَّتِي قَرْنِي ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ That the best of my nation or the best of the people is my generation, meaning the companions. ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ And then the people after them, who is the tabi'een. And the people after them, who is the atba'u tabi'een. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the topic of the companions, the topic of the sahaba, the topic of the men, the women and the children that surrounded Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is indeed a topic that we all need to understand and that we all need to study. It becomes a sad state of affairs where you can have a youngster, you can have someone that's in his teens, someone that's in his early 30s, in his 40s, and then someone that's maybe a bit older in their 50s, 60s, 70s. But when you ask them 
a simple question. Who were the ten people that were guaranteed Jannah by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam? If you're lucky, we get the first four. But after that, the knowledge starts to fade. And if we claim to love the companions and we claim to love the messengers of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, then this is most certainly not the way forward. Because loving the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is knowing them as well. What was their names? Where were they from? What were some of the virtues? Just to name a few topics about them. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the next point I want to look at is a statement from Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. May Allah be pleased with him. He said, that indeed Allah Azza wa Jal looked inside the hearts of people and found the heart of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to be the best of all hearts. And so he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he chose for himself and sent him with a message. Meaning he sent Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with a message of Islam. Then Allah Azza wa Jal, he looked inside the hearts of people after Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he found the hearts of the Sahaba, of the companions. To be the best of hearts, not the worst, to be the best of hearts. So he made them the ministers and the Khalifas, the vicegerents of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they fought for his religion as well. Thus, what the Muslims regard as good is good with Allah. And what they regard as evil is evil with Allah. And the companions unanimously chose to take Abu Bakr radiallahu an as the successor to lead the Muslims after the Prophet. This, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, paints the picture for our discussion tonight. That Abdullah ibn Mas'ud himself, a companion of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he explains the relationship of the companions the way of the companions, the manakib, the status of the companions in Islam. And this narration is reported by Imam Ahmad and others and it is deemed Hassan by Sheikh Albani rahimallahu ta'ala. So my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, this narration also emphasizes the significance of the understanding and it explains the consensus, yani the ijma of the companions. May Allah be pleased with all of them. It also highlights their superiority and their authority as the ministers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's messenger. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with him and with all of them.
So many of you might be sitting and you might be wondering, so what is a Sahabi? What is the definition of a companion? So the literal meaning of a Sahabi. So first of all, let us look at the root letters. Sin, Ha, Ba. And the literal meaning means to live with, and the word suhba means companionship. So linguistically, a sahabi is someone that lives with someone else, or someone that has a companion, he shares companionship with somebody else. But our concern as an ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, is to look at the definition of a sahabi, at the definition of a companion, technically, istilahan. And many of the ulama, they've agreed that the definition or the complete definition of a companion is the following. As-sahabi huwa man laqiya al-nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mu'minan bihi wa mata ala al-islam. A companion or a sahabi is a person who met Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mu'minan bihi, believing in him. So they believe, they met Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they believed in him, meaning they were Muslim. They followed Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's teachings, which was al-Islam. وَمَاتَ عَلَى الْإِسْلَامِ And they passed away upon Islam. So, you will find that many people, or certain scholars rather, when they define a sahabi, they would define it as the same definition, but they would change or they would rather use the word As-Sahabi huwa man ra'ayt al-Nabi A Sahabi is someone that saw the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Some of the latter ulama, they said that this definition is a bit problematic What about the blind Sahabi? He did not see the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam But he was in his company They met Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Mu'minan bihi They believed with him in him, وَمَاتَ عَلَى Islam, And they passed away upon Islam. So this is why the definition that I quoted first, a per sahabi is a person who met Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, believing in him and passing away. This is the best and the safest definition of a companion. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, as we know, the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is not based on what I think. It is not based on what Fulan and Allah thinks. But rather the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is based on what is found in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is the Qur'an. And the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the first place that one needs to look at 
with regards to who the companions were, with regards to what is the status of the companions, with regards to speaking ill of the companions, we need to go back to the book of Allah Azza wa Jal. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as some of the ulama, they explain there are over 100 verses in the Qur'an that speaks about the virtues of the companions. And obviously we don't have time to go into each verse tonight and I've just chosen about two or three verses that we could look at. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Ali Imran, كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَتْ لِلنَّاسِ تَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَتَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَلَوْ آمَنَ أَهْلُ الْكِتَابِ لَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُمْ مِنْهُمُ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَأَكْثَرُهُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ Surah Ali Imran verse 110 كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَتْ لِلنَّاسِ That you are the best of people taken out of the entire mankind. تَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَتَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ That you enjoin what is good. الْأَمَرْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ If you see something wrong, you correct it, you speak about it. And this is the status of the ummah. This is what we have been sent to do. We need to enjoin what is good and forbid what is evil. You see something wrong, you speak about it. You encourage people to do good. وَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ And you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We cannot claim to be Muslim. We cannot claim to follow the book of Allah. We cannot claim to follow the deen of Allah. We cannot claim to follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But we don't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala correctly. Whether it's with regards to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's uluhiyya. Whether it's with regards to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rububiyya. Whether it's with regards to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asma wa sifat. If we do not follow and understand the true meaning of who Allah Azza wa Jal is, can we really claim to be of the Khayru Ummah? Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises them and He says that they were taken out of the whole of mankind. Ta'muruna bil ma'roof. They enjoin what is good. Watanhona anil munkar. And they forbid what is evil. Watu'minuna billah. And they believe in Allah. وَلَوْ آمَنَ أَهْلُ الْكِتَابِ لَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُمْ And then Allah says, And had the people of the scripture believed, it would have been better for them. مِنْهُمُ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَأَكْثَرُهُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ Among them are some of those who have faith, but most of them are fasikun. Ibn Abbas radiyallahu an and this is found in the tafsir of Ibn Kathir under this verse Ibn Abbas radiyallahu an he says kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat lin nas 
that they are those companions that made hijrah with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam from Mecca to Medina. So Ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhi says that this verse or the part of the verse kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat linnas is referring to the muhajirun that made hijrah with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam from Mecca to Medina. Ibn Kathir rahimallahu ta'ala he says was sahih and what seems to be authentic is that this ayah is am, it is general for the entire ummah. So when we speak about the entire ummah, we need to go back to the hadith that we mentioned at the start. And the hadith that I quoted at the start, خَيْرٌ nasi أو خَيْرُ أُمَّةِ qarni. So the first people that falls under this verse of Kuntum Khaira Ummatin Ukhrijat Linnas is the companions. The Sahaba of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, whatever number they reached, they fall under this verse. Then after them he says, Wa khayru kurunin, and then the people after them, the Tabi'in and the Tabi'in, and so forth until it reached us today. And this verse, subhanallah, shows us the importance and shows us the virtue of the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions in Surah At-Tawbah, verse 100, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, and the foremost to embrace Islam of the Muhajirun and the Ansar and those who followed them exactly in faith. So Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not differentiating between 10 companions or 15 companions or maybe 100 companions. But he says, وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ All of the Muhajirun and all of the Ansar. And those who follow them exactly in Iman, in faith. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with them. And they are pleased with Allah. This is a bold statement. By Rabbul Alameen, the Lord of the worlds. That being that is above the seven heavens, Allah Azza wa Jal in the Quran that was revealed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A few weeks ago, for a whole month, we were speaking about the Quran revealed in the month of Ramadan to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam via the archangel Jibreel. The Quran that will be here until the day of Qiyamah, until the end of times. And here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is praising not one, not ten, not a hundred, but all of the muhajirin and all of the ansar. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says that he has prepared for them gardens. That he has prepared for them gardens under which rivers flow. To dwell therein forever. That is the supreme success. 
My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, never for a moment should we doubt the virtues and the status of the companions. Because our Allah Azza wa Jal took it upon Himself, as many of the ulama mentioned, and I mentioned this at the start, over 100 verses in the Quran speaks about the status and the virtues of the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions and he says, لَقَدْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ يُبَايِعُونَكَ تَحْتَ الشَّجَرَةِ فَعَلِمَ مَا فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ فَأَنزَلَ السَّكِينَةِ تَعَلَيْهِمْ وَأَثَابَهُمْ فَتْحًا قَرِيبًا That indeed, لَقَدْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ that indeed Allah Azza wa Jal, He was pleased with the believers when they gave the bay'ah, when they gave the pledge to you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tahta shajara, under the tree. فَعَلِمَ مَا فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ And He knew what was in their hearts. And He sent down sakina. Calmness and tranquility upon them. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, first of all, even if we don't accept the narration of, that we quoted at the start, but, Ya Allah Himself in the Quran, He says, that He knew what was in their hearts, He knew what was in the hearts of the companions. So if they were really treacherous, if they were really of the munafiqun, of the hypocrites, if the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam were really there, as some groups in today's times and in classical history as well, where they claim that the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they only became close to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so that he could trust them. But in the meantime, these people that were close to him, known to us as the Sahaba, but what they actually were trying to do was to destroy Islam from within. Now here Allah Azza wa Jal is telling you, Allah Azza wa Jal who himself, he says in the Quran, Samiun Basir. That is all hearing is all seen. That is the knower of the unseen. So here Allah is saying that I knew or He knew what is in their hearts and He sent down Sakina. Something to think about. And then Allah says قريبة, and He rewarded them with a near victory. This is in Surah Al-Fatih. Ibn Kathir rahimahullah ta'ala He mentions in his tafsir that the part of the verse where Allah says He knew what was in their heart, يعني, of sincerity, of ikhlas, and of loyalty, and of willingness to hear and obey. Hear and obey who? Hear and obey Allah and His Messenger. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, ati'u Allah wa ati'u Rasul. O you who believe, obey Allah and obey His Messenger. So if we were ordered to obey Allah and His Messenger, then the Sahaba, they were all in this. 
And this is exactly what the companions did. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions at the end of Surah Al-Fatih, Muhammadur Rasulullah, وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ أَشِدَّاهُ عَلَى الْكُفَّارُ رُحَمَاءُ بَيْنَهُمْ تَرَاهُمْ رُكَّعًا سُجَّدًا يَبْتَغُونَ فَضْلًا مِنَ اللَّهُ وَرِدْوَانَهُ سِيمَاهُمْ فِي وُجُوهِهِمْ مِنْ أَثَرِ السُّجُودِ ذَلِكَ مَثَلُهُمْ فِي التَّوْرَاةِ وَمَثَلُهُمْ فِي الْإِنْجِيلِ كَزَرْعٍ أَخْرَجَ شَطَأَهُ فَآزَرَهُ فَاسْتَغْلَظَ فَاسْتَوَى عَلَى سُوقِهِ يُعْجِبُ الزُّرَّاعَ لِيَغِيظَ بِهِمُ الْكُفَّارِ وَعَدَ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ مِنْهُمْ مَغْفِرَةً وَأَجْرًا عَظِيمًا The last verse of Surah Al-Fatih, verse number 29. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Muhammadur Rasulullah, that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah Azza wa Jal. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And those who were with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who were they? They were the companions. They were severe against the kuffar in the time of war, obviously. When they were on the battlefield, yes, they were severe. But when they weren't on the battlefield, when they called into Islam, they showed and they portrayed the best of manners. وَرُحَمَاءُ بَيْنَهُمْ But amongst themselves, amongst the Muslim Ummah, amongst the companions, amongst themselves, the likes of Abu Bakr, with Umar, with Uthman, with Talha, with Fatima, with Aisha, may Allah be pleased with all of them, they showed mercy amongst themselves. Then Allah says, you see them bowing down and falling down, prostrating in prayer. Seeking the bounty from Allah Azza wa Jal and His good pleasure. Again, this is not something that I came up with. This is not something that the ulama of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama that they wrote in books. This is Allah Azza wa Jal's words directly describing the companions. And He carries on and He says that the mark of them is on their faces, yani their foreheads from the traces of prostration during prayer. This is their description in the Torah, but their description in the Injil is like a sown seed. So the description of who? The description of the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is found where? Is found in the Torah and it is found in the Injil. This in itself, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, should be ringing some bells now. That if Allah says that they were mentioned in the Torah and they were mentioned in the Injil, we're going to come to this explanation now, then how do you find certain groups? How do you find certain sects that speak ill of the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Allah says that in the Injil, the description is the following. Like a sown seed, which says, sends forth its shoot, then makes it strong and becomes thick, and it stands straight on its stem, delighting the souls. 
that he may enrage the disbelievers with them. Allah has promised those among them who believe and who does righteous deeds, forgiveness and a mighty reward, which is paradise. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, like we mentioned, over 100 verses explaining the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, some of the virtues, etc. I would like to look at one verse with regards to the qualities of the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions in Surah Tul Hashr, وَالَّذِينَ تَبَوَّأُ الدَّارَ وَالْإِيمَانَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ and those who before them, they had homes in Medina and had adopted the faith. يُحِبُّونَ مَنْ هَاجَرَ إِلَيْهِمْ That they loved those who immigrated to them. So the Ansar, the people, the inhabitants of Medina, they loved those that came to them from Makkah. وَلَا يَجِدُونَ فِي صُدُورِهِمْ حَاجَةً مِمَّا أُوتُوا وَيُؤْثِرُونَ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ And they had no jealousy in their hearts for that which they had been given from the booty of Bani An-Nadhir. And this is the beautiful part. وَلَوْ كَانَ بِهِمْ خَصَاصَةٌ وَمَنْ يُوقَ شُحَّ نَفْسِهِ فَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ And they gave preference over themselves, meaning the Ansar, they assisted the Muhajirun. They gave preference to the Muhajirun. Even though وَمَنْ يُوقَ شُحَّ نَفْسِهِ That even though they were in need, they were in need of what? That they themselves were in need of this that they shared with him. وَلَوْ كَانَ بِهِمْ خَصَاصًا وَمَنْ يُوقَ شُحَّ نَفْسِهِ And whoever is saved from his own فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ That indeed they will be the successful ones. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, this is just one verse which explains the qualities of a people that stood with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that sacrificed their lives with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let us go to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abu Burda, he reported on the authority of his father. We offered the sunset prayer along with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We then said, if we sit along with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's messenger and observe night prayer with him, it would be extremely good. So we sat and he came to us and said, You are still sitting here. I said, Ya Rasulullah, we observed evening prayer with you. Then we said, Let us sit down and observe the night prayer. 
along with you. Whereupon he said, you have done well or you have done right. He then lifted his head towards the summer and it often happened that as he lifted his head towards the sky, he said, the stars are a source of security for the sky. And when the stars disappear, they comes to the sky, yani, it meets the same fate. And it has been promised that it would plunge into darkness. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, he carries on and he says that, and I am a source of safety and security to my companions. And when I would go away, they would fall to the lot, meaning they would fall to the lot yani, of my companions, as they have been promised with. And my companions are a source of security for the ummah. And as they would go there, would fall the lot of my ummah, as its people have been promised. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he speaks about the companions of his. He mentions the companions and he says that the companions, they provide light for this ummah. The companions, they are those men and women. When Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam himself praised, he says that they will be there after I am gone. So follow them. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, look at the next hadith. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he mentions in the next hadith, he says, or let's first look on the authority of Abu Najih al-Irbar ibn Sariya, who said that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, so this is a companion. He says that the Prophet, peace be upon him, was giving us a sermon by which our hearts were filled with fear and tears which came to our eyes. So we said, Ya Rasulullah, it is as though this is a farewell sermon to counsel us. Meaning that this, the way you are speaking, O Rasulullah, the way you are speaking, O Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it seems to us that you are going to leave us. It seems to us that this is your final speech. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he then replies to them and he says that I counsel you to have taqwa, to be God conscious and to listen and to obey your leaders. Even if it be a slave who were to become your Amir. For verily he amongst you who lives long will see great controversy. This is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam telling the companions that after my demise you are going to see a lot of controversy. And what about us today? What don't we see? Every day, every second day, every third day, something controversial coming up about this deen. Every second, third day, 
someone has a new opinion on a particular matter with a deen. Now, if we look at the life and the teachings of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and this shows us that he was the best of creation. خَيْرُ خَلْقُ وَأَكْرِمِ الرُّسُلُ that he would never give a problem without the solution. And here Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam he gives us the solution. You are going to see a lot of controversy. فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِسُنَّتِي So hold fast unto my sunnah. Don't say that my sunnah is irrelevant. Don't say that we only follow the Qur'an. Because here he's telling you that stick to my sunnah and to the sunnah of the Khulafa Rashidin. Because they were the rightly guided. So who were the Khulafa Rashidin? What do they form part of? They form part of the Sahaba, of the companions. Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman and Ali. May Allah be pleased with all of them. Again, praising the companions. And then the Prophet, peace be upon him, he says, and cling to it. Cling to my teachings and to their teachings. Cling to it with your molar teeth. Meaning, be firm. Keep it hard. Stay steadfast. And beware of newly invented matters in this religion. For indeed, every innovation is misguidance. And this hadith is found in the Sunan of Abu Dawood. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, we've discussed quite a few ayat, we discussed quite a few hadith. Brings me to a very important hadith. And before we get into this hadith, I want to take you back to those of you that have been for Umrah and that have been for Hajj. And Alhamdulillah, you visited Mecca, obviously, and you visited Medina. And part of visiting Medina, you would find that many groups and many people, they would go to a particular mountain range known as Uhud. And I want you to picture Mount Uhud. So this is not just a hill or a small mountain, but it is a mountain range. So once you've pictured Mount Uhud, now picture Mount Uhud equivalent to gold or silver. Right? Picture this mountain equivalent to gold or silver. So once this picture comes into mind, now let us look at the hadith. Abu Huraira radiyallahu an he narrated that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said do not revile my companions la tasubbu ashabi for by the one in whose hand is my soul if one of you were to spend the equivalent of Mount Uhud right the mountain range in gold it would not amount 
to a mud or to one of them or half of it. Subhanallah. Right? In English terms, you would not come to the dust of the footsteps. This is the companions. This is what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spoke about them. Narrated or found in Sahih al-Bukhari and Sahih Muslim. Again, how does one find a nation, a people, a group, a sect that they find it in their hearts to speak ill and to curse and to revile and to not just speak ill about the companions but to speak ill about the Ummahatul Mu'minin about the wise of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the last hadith I would like to look at before we carry on is the hadith that we mentioned at the start. Where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the best of the people are my generation. Then those who come after them and those who come after them narrated by Bukhari and Muslim. Al-Khatib al-Baghdadi in his book Al-Kifaya he mentions and he says the following. Even if there was nothing narrated from Allah or His Messenger about the companions, the things that they did, such as migrating, yani hijrah, engaging in jihad, supporting the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, expending their lives and their wealth, killing their fathers and sons when it was the time of jihad, sincerely following the deen. Believing strongly and with certainty. This in itself, he says, is a definite proof of their good character and their noble intentions and their sincerity. And it shows that they are superior to all those sincere people of good character who came after them. From their time until the end of this world. This is the view, and he says, so now he's quoting ijma, consensus, that this is the view of all the scholars and of all the fuqaha whose opinion counts. Meaning, the classical ulama, the modern ulama, all of those ulama of mainstream Islam. We're not looking at the deviant sects. We're not looking at the deviant nations. No, but rather the ulama that we rely on, yani ahlu sunnah wal jama, this is their opinion. End quote. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, with regards to the adala, the integrity of the companions, there is ijma, there is consensus amongst the ulama, without any exception, that all the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam they were people of integrity, they were people of adala. This was before the internal strife and after the internal strife as well. And this is the viewpoint of all the ulama, whether classical and modern, from the past and from our times today. And he say, and they say that only a few people who holds 
innovative beliefs and innovative statuses had differed with this and Allah knows best. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimallahu ta'ala He said Whomsoever studies the biographies of these people and the virtues and their virtues Allahu azza wa jal favored them with with knowledge and insight we will learn with certainty that they are the best of creation after the Anbiya alayhimu salam they hasn't and they will never be a nation like them. They were the choices of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation. They were the choices of the generations of this ummah. Which is the best of nations. This relates to the verse that we started off with. And they are the most honored in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is found in the Majmu Fatawa of Shaykh islam ibn Taymiyyah. Imam At-Tahawi rahimallahu ta'ala He says That we love The companions of Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wasallam That we love them And we do not neglect To love any of them Nor do we Speak ill And criticize any of them We hate those who hate them and those who criticize them and we only mention them in good terms. Loving them is part of our religious commitment. Faith and ihsan. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, this is part of our belief. This is the belief of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jamaah. That loving the Sahaba, all of them, is part of our Iman. If you open the books of Aqidah, if you open the books of belief, you will find that these chapters that deals with the companions and loving the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And he says in his last sentence, and hating the companions and hating them is disbelief, it is hypocrisy, yani it is nifaq, and it is wrongdoing. Imam al-Razi, Abu Zar'ah al-Razi, may Allah be pleased with him, he said, If you see a man criticizing one of the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, then know that he is a zindiq, that he is a heretic. Imam Ahmad rahimallahu ta'ala, he says, If you see a man mentioning one of the companions in a bad way, then call his Islam into question. Question his Islam. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, I brought one or two quotes from the ulama as a side note. But for us, the Quran is sufficient. The sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this is sufficient already. But just to add and to make our Hearts more firmer. There are so many status, statements of the ulama. From the time of the likes of Ash-Shafi'i, of Imam Abu Hanifa, of Ahmad, of Malik, 
of Imam al-Bukhari, of Imam Muslim, of Imam al-Tirmidhi. And the list goes on and on where they praised the companions, peace be upon them, and also where they spoke about those who speaks ill of the companions. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, we are coming to the end of tonight's talk. In many of the books of the ulama with regards to the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they would always draw and draw our attention to a very beautiful statement or parable. They would say that if you were to ask the Jews about the people and the followers of Nabi Musa, they will speak well about them. If you were to ask the followers of Nabi Isa about Nabi Isa, they would speak well about them. If you were to ask him about the Hawariyun, they would speak well about them as well. If you were to ask the Rafidis, if you were to ask these deviant sects about the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then they would speak ill about the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And I end of tonight with a statement of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud where he says, Whoever wants to follow a path, let him follow the path of one who has died. For the living are not safe from fitna. I mean the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They were the best of this ummah, the purest in heart, the deepest in knowledge, and the most straightforward. Allahu Azza wa Jal chose them to accompany Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and establish his religion. So recognize their status and follow in their footsteps and adhere as much as you can to the example of conduct and attitude. For they followed the true guidance. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to forgive our shortcomings that we are not fit to be speaking about such great men and women. But it is our duty to spread the truth. It is our duty to look at their lives. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from us, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us and to forgive them. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He grants us success in this world and the next. And inshallah, next week will be lesson two and we will be discussing the virtues and some important points of the life of Abu Bakr radiyallahu an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.